Convos with Annabelle. Today I'm with a special guest, Ankita. Uh, we're just gonna have a little everyday conversation. So, Ankita, tell us a little bit about yourself and um, some of your interests. Known this kid for what 26 years, basically of what he's been alive. Some could say we're kind of. <laughs> Some could say we're kind of like mirror images of each other, but just in like different ways. But it's kind of nice having a best friend he can kind of always run to and have. And though we might look similar on the outside, I don't think we have similar tastes on the inside. We very much contradict each other a lot, but. In my retrospect, um, the one who's the foodie, who's the outgoing explorer slash risk taker, and then I have him to guide me back and push me into my place. So yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you for joining us. And uh, <laughs> next time I'll have a different guest. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. So I think there's uh, a lot that we could probably agree on, but. We disagree enough to have unique perspectives. Let's start off. You think gay people have it easy? <laughs> That's an interesting first question to start with. In a way, yes. In a way, no. Yes, because I feel like they get to be the true version of themselves. Sometimes I feel like us heterosexuals or just us straight people kind of put up these walls and walk around the world constantly thinking that oh my god we're going to be judged so I'm not going to do that oh my god if I do that I'm going to be scrutinized for it whatever it is but I almost feel like a gay person or like the transsexuals or lesbians the whole society basically kind of gets to walk into a room and you know be themselves they have that flair to them they have that energy to them that kind of just lets them be them versus if I walked in tomorrow and I was like you know my own self of how I would act at home or in a party or in a group of friends and put that same persona out of, up at work I probably would get fired tomorrow yeah so so the second part is what I was looking for more more but I do that makes sense and I, I mean we're we are talking from the outside mm-hmm. none of us are gay mm-hmm. we haven't lived that experience mm-hmm. but the way I was formulating that question was because I was looking for like if I was if I needed a new job yeah and let's just assume these are Californian homosexuals right mm-hmm. like people that aren't getting scrutinized by you know racist rednecks mm-hmm. who have nothing else to do but to scrutinize anyone that's not a racist redneck if I went in for a job interview and I was gay I feel like I have a 5% higher chance of getting hired than if I was me just by the fact that I'm gay but just because of the stigma put on discriminating against homosexuals, he could be the least qualified person, but just because he's gay, I feel like he has, and let's say both of us are least qualified, mm-hmm. he has at least a five to 6% chance of getting hired over me, just because he's gay. But you know? do you think that comes from the exterior versus the interior of what could be bought to the well, table? Well, it's also that thing, right? That he doesn't have to censor himself. That right when he walks into a room, everyone just has to know, oh yeah, he's gay. And almost anything that he does is excused under the veil of being gay. It's like, for example, um, I had a, I had a coworker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't have anything against gay people, but the stuff that he was doing if someone straight was doing, like you said, you'd get fired. You wouldn't even get written up. You'd strictly get fired for sexual harassment, for being too damn vulgar. Uh, Some of the stuff that you're saying is just completely inappropriate. Your dress, your dresses, he was a cross-dresser. Was he like a nice looking gay dude? No, he was hideous. I mean, he looked, he was a dude. You know, like he didn't even look like a girl. Yeah. He just wore a crop top. Uh, belly button showing, skirt, high heels, you know, like. Yeah. I understand that's your lifestyle, mm-hmm. but even women aren't dressing like that. There's a, a sense of appropriateness to your workplace. But I think that's what the point I'm trying to make is that in in the course of the past years of when we basically kind of formalized, you know, 
women are allowed to work in workplaces and men can do whatever job they want women can hold whatever positions they want and then blacks were allowed to work and then Asians were allowed to work and then you know just like we've built this society step by step and step by step we've always been counteracted by the fact that like oh what about their culture do we accept you know do we just accept that like when Asians are in the room and they're going to be in the lunchroom that it's just going to be a smelly lunchroom you know like if a bunch of black ladies I'm just hitting up stereotypes a bunch of black ladies aren't going to be in the office that it's just going to be loud I'm trying to say is like you know like we turn a blind eye to everything in our culture and our not society everything. not everything but like in in retrospect to this question of gays and allowing them to do whatever they want in a workplace like we turn a blind eye to it because you don't want to look like that dick that's basically standing there being like why do I have to accept this but put it in their perspective maybe they're just accepting the fact that you're just so boring and so like black and white and or just manila no but the reason most people are black and white and manila is because it's the it's societal norm but that's what i'm saying like what like anyone who's who's here to define societal norms though like the vast majority of people because we've accepted it for if the vast majority of people don't eat with their mouth open it's just what you're meant to do if I can't come to work wearing a woman's dress, how come you can't? I don't think you would be discriminated against if you chose to wear a woman's dress tomorrow and come to work. You just might get a few questions asked about it, or you just might get like. No, you will if you're straight. If you're gay, no one's gonna. But that's ask what I'm saying. These labels are being put on by, as you said, societal norms. But these societal norms are there only as a construct of our own selves. We've created them. If we people. choose to basically live by them, then yeah, you're kind of just sitting there wondering and questioning it all the time. But if you just walk into work and you look at a person as a person and not by their creed, color, or whatever their title is, then you just kind of treat them as is, right? Then you kind of forget this whole blurred line of like, oh, well, if you are a straight man and you walk into work tomorrow wearing a dress, that that's inappropriate. Like, says who? Like that, but women wear pants and they should be wearing dresses to work. You know, we've broken past that stigma. And the same thing with, you know, like if a woman wants to become a CEO, that she can do so. She has the right to do so. I know, but I feel like a gay guy has more chances of being a CEO than a woman. The point is, it just seems like it's easier to be a gay person Mm -hmm. and get away with a whole bunch of shit that a straight person would never even come close to getting away with. I mean, just because if you even attempt to criticize it, it's like it's easier to be a woman, it's easier to be black, it's easier to be gay. Than just to be a straight person. Than to be a straight man. So what are you like? Unless you're white. <laughs> Have you been like walking down the marches of like the white supremacist and like no, the fighting not, for the rights that's, of that's, straight that's men? That's ridiculous too, right? That's insecure straight men that aren't gonna. They're not gonna. But like this question that the way you pose it and then the justification you're giving it, it seems like you are kind of upset about the fact that you could be anything but a straight man. No, but man I don't want to be. I, I don't want that attribute to be attached to it. I'm not. I'm not upset about anything. My life is good. Yeah. I don't want people to assume that I'm ranting. But about how do you know, like, what a struggle of a gay man is outside work and when he leaves the work setting? Or, I'm not even basing it off that. Yeah. I'm just saying, a girl. Uh, or a gay dude could walk into work, do some gay shit, like hug his coworkers. But if they say that I feel sexually harassed by this gay guy hugging me all the time, I'm gonna be looked down upon for snitching out this gay guy. Oh, you're you're not tolerant of his lifestyle. You don't understand his lifestyle. You don't want to accept his hug. <laughs> I don't know who's talking like that no, in HR to you. <laughs> I don't want to be hugged by some gay dude. But, but I think that I don't, you should. I shouldn't have to feel. But no, you can't. What are you gonna say to me that I should accept his hug? No, I think you should be able to vocalize that exactly, to the person. But you can't, and you know this. You think you're allowed to? I feel like you can. Like I feel like we've come to that acceptance at this point that yeah. You should, if, but you don't think there'll be a backlash? I'm sure they will be, but what doesn't that have a backlash? from a straight person. But what what doesn't come with backlash these days? People are so sensitive to everything that you say to them, or that is even coming out of your mouth that people are gonna take offense to it no matter what it is it doesn't even have to be a gay person it could just be like a happy cheery old white lady that just likes giving out hugs to every single person because that's just her personality i wouldn't mind that so why would you mind a gay man hugging you that's not, now that is kind of now you're just like excluding one person because you don't like getting hugs from them the old lady would get prosecuted for sure 
<laughs> she just would. She wouldn't. But even she... Like okay, an old grandma, she, like HR lady, if she just... It's just an extreme example. But just, it's not an extreme example. It is an extreme example. But just, you're literally comparing a gay person to, like, hugging you to, like, what? Like, if a hot chick at work just was always, like, yeah, a... but a hot chick at work that hugs me is a personal bias that I'm holding, right? Which is fair. It would be a personal bias because a hot chick... Anyone that's attractive has more leeway in society than anyone that isn't attractive. It's just a fact of life. No one likes looking at ugly people. That's what I'm saying. Like, why is it okay for a hot chick to be like, oh, I just love giving out hugs and walking around and dressing like a hoochie mama, but then a gay guy decides to do the same thing. It's like, nah, dude, this but is not accepted. You, at the end of the day, it's it's stigma, right? But it's up to it's up to each to its own, right? Like you. It's, no, it's the same exact thing. Just like how you're attributing some sort of superiority to a hot chick. That same complex is attributed to a gay dude. It's they fall under the same category. Just because people won't discriminate against a hot chick, anyone attractive, period, mm-hmm. they won't discriminate against a gay person. And the gay person could be the ugliest gay person in the world. Just the fact that he's gay, he's gonna get the same treatment as someone that's hot. What do you got against the gays? Like, what 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 are they doing I'm not to you? I'm saying I have anything against the gays. But, but like, if I was if I was a gay dude, I would be achieving a lot more than if I wasn't. But your struggles, I think you have this idea that because you're gay, you just kind of handed this, like, free no, pass well, card, see, you know? Again, you're, you're, you're making me seem like I'm envious. Like okay, I'm like I guess, Trump, okay, not even, Donald like, not to make it seem like you're envious or anything, but I'm just saying, like, this illusion that people have that people, gay people, kind of just get this, like, here's a free pass, here's a little push in the corner and be like, oh, that's okay, like, oh, you... You like saying hi and kissing my cheek every morning. Oh, that's that's okay. Like that's okay. Oh, you like coming into. Oh, that's that's okay. That's okay. Cause I don't want to say anything. But I think at some point, maybe like say 20 years ago, 30 years ago, that might have been the case. But these nah, days, 20 years ago, that gay dude would have got his ass whooped and they, probably killed. Probably. But what, we're at an ev- evolutionary state, a point where it's like we need to stop treating people as though they're like. A, B, C, D, E. You're just fucking people. You come to work, you want to act a certain way, knock yourself out. But there's certain rules that you follow. Just like the French are like, you can't wear a fucking burqa if you want to goddamn drive. Same way it applies to gay people. You want to come into work, and if you want to wear inappropriate clothing, that's just not going to fly. Plain and simple. The amount of flamboyance that they show, like literally cock waving in your face, yeah, it's out of hand. And it's like to the point where, do you guys like your rights? Yeah. Then shut the fuck up, you know? Stop bringing so much damn attention to yourself. But you could say the same thing about, like, Palestinians and their cry for help in the Middle East. That's more serious. They could say the same thing about, like, black people and Black Lives Matter. That's more serious. This, I'm sure, is more serious, too, that they're just finally... No, but this isn't them. They're not advocating for their rights. They're just super gay all all the time in front of everyone. (laughs) Like, are there certain things that you wish that every straight person was allowed to do at work? Like I said, I'm not envious, so I don't have that much. No, and like if you had a company or if you just ran like a business and you hired everyone because you were not discriminating anything or just have gay people act like straight people. (laughs) Straight people act like gay people. No, because then it's it's blasphemy. What everyone's gonna come to work with fucking crop tops (laughs) and have no sense of uh, appropriateness in the workplace, and everyone's hugging uh, hugging each other, kissing each other on the cheek, talking hella loud. Talking about uh, dicks and transitioning to different gender. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> if straight people can't talk like that about straight things, like having sex, then why does this dude get to talk about him transitioning to a female? And all the, all the details about it and whatnot. And we're just supposed to accept it as him giving us a lecture. There's certain things. Look, yeah, it, I get your the point. gay community naturally is very R-rated. Yeah. They're very open about their sexuality, which is really obvious. Because for some reason, they all start talking like girls. I don't know where that came from. They talk more like girls than girls. Why does that happen? I don't understand that. They just have a natural thing for flair. And it just seems like everyone picked up on that. Like there was one gay dude way back in the day that started talking like a girl. And then I don't know where every one of them just said, you know what, to prove that we're gay, we're just all going to start talking like girls. But honestly, I don't even, okay, so I don't even know the history about all of that. So you I watched that see. little gay show, not little gay show, <laughs> that very natural uh, common, <laughs> accepted in modern society. <laughs> Where these, there's five gay dudes that go around transforming people, right? Yeah. Every single one of them talks like more of a girl than a girl. 
that's not true. Like, I feel like some girls talk like straight men. So what's, what's, what are you trying to prove there? I know, but those girls that are talking like straight men aren't gay. They're, they're just girls. So, like, why can't these guys just be guys talking like girls? Who fucking cares? I don't care. I'm just wondering where it came from. Again, I'm intrigued. I know. I think, I mean, it kind of has to do with hormones. I do believe that much because, you know, sometimes you're not producing enough testosterone and maybe you have more female tendencies. And that can come with, like, think about it. People who are, like, transvestites, like, if they have, like, girl parts, they could get female voices. So they kind of just naturally start talking like that, which is something that they would be embarrassed about. But that might just be a communal thing that kind of just became, like, gay guys talking like girls. I don't know. You know, like, how people would believe in ghosts? Uh Uh-huh. People, ghosts, yeah? Yeah. But they're, they don't want to deny the fact that every ghost does the same exact <laughs> shit. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, every ghost, for some reason, <laughs> they just all, they all had a meeting, and they all just said, we're all going to do the same exact thing. For the I first couple of weeks. I don't think gay the, people just decided, like, 30 or 300 years ago, the they were like, yeah, let's me, just, right? let's like, just all talk. Where did it all come from? And why is, I just how gave you, like, a scientific reason why. Okay, I it, understand that. But I've met a lot of gay people that just sound like. Yeah, I mean, my boss is a lesbian and she sounds like a normal fucking lesbian. She's a girl. Girls don't go do through that. I never heard a lesbian out of nowhere start talking like a more of a girl. But these guys like, like, oh my God, like, like, what? Why is it? Why are you guys talking? Where did that come from? And again, nothing against it, but it's super annoying because it would be super annoying on a girl. Maybe you would never want to hang around a girl that talks like that. I know, but maybe like the gay community sees us straight heterosexual people as like, damn, you're hella annoying with your like monotone ass voice. I mean, I'm sure they have, there's a podcast out there that's just gay guys complaining about straight guys, straight lives. <laughs> I wouldn't so be I surprised. Feel this is completely appropriate for me to bitch about the way they talk <laughs> because. Hey. I don't have anything against their lifestyle. I don't have anything against their life. I don't find any I mean, importance in that. But I have a right to find it annoying or intriguing. And I shouldn't be called out for it to wonder where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. I mean, this is a bigger picture thing. But I sometimes have failed to understand why we need to have pride still. Like, you've gotten your rights. Like, right. we acknowledge you. We, like, know what you want. We've give, you know, like we've gone as far as to basically make like no gender bathrooms. We've basically gone to like not call it he, she. It's just, you know, what no, like no, what no, you no. want to be See, called. That's all. But no, we've like accustomed ourselves. You know, there's just like, you know, with cultural stereotypes, we just stop saying them. You just don't go up to an Indian and talk about a dot or a feather. Like that sh- it just doesn't exist anymore. It exists. Yeah. It just doesn't but you know, exist what I'm trying to say is and like then, those kind of things is. have just gone away. So it's like. Yeah, but this whole country has that problem where everyone's problems are bigger than the next when none of their problems are big like there's actual fucking problems that affect the entirety of humanity and then there's your problems that affect just you and your minority group of fucking people that is true you know they got their own agendas but that brings up a different thing where like this LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ. <laughs> like, I'm not that long. <laughs> but it might as well be. Like, really? <laughs> like, that's what I mean. Just shut the fuck up, dude. Like, you want your rights? Yeah. Then shut the fuck up. Stop making people that don't want to even give a shit about you and your life to work so damn hard to try to figure it out. Like, LGBTQS, whatever, cis male, like, for real. Like, what is going on? Why does it have to be so many damn vocabularies just to describe you and your lifestyle? And why do I have to... Let me put this in contradiction, too. Why do I have to know every fucking species of trees out there? And why do I need to know every species of, like, salamander or every species of shark out there? Okay, Bo, are you for real with that? No, but I'm... Do you need to? Do you need to I don't need to, but just, like, I don't need to know about what... Do you need to know every species of salamander? No, but, like, the point is, like, I don't need to know what kind of, like, definition or, like, type or title that you're giving yourself either. You just kind of accept the fact that, oh, all right, you're bi or you're trans or you're lesbian or you're gay and that's that beyond that just educate me at that point and then life will go on or just fall in the category yo like if you're (laughs) if you're queer it's very close to gay and if you want to add a different you know definition to it it's not important enough 
I'm not just like how you said. I I, I misunderstood what the fuck you were saying because I thought you were giving me like a, a nature boy over here. Why do I need to learn salamanders? But if I'm gonna go and be a, a salamander scientist, mm-hmm. I'm expected to know all yeah. the species. But I'm not gonna go into the gay community ever. Why do I need to know past yeah, the? Yeah, but if you are someone running for office, if you are someone in office, or you're someone. In public, you know, settings where you are basically fighting for, why not? You should know what defines these people. You should know what they're fighting yeah, for LGBT. and what. Yeah, they... <sighs> And I think like, there's hey, a bigger. Everyone deserves. Everyone deserves rights. Everyone deserves to have a successful time in life because you only live once. But like, and why can't after, that... after that, there's nothing. You're not gonna go to gay heaven. There's nothing. <laughs> so everyone deserves to have okay. a comfortable life. I agree on that. Yeah. But the point is, you'll always be a minority. Every, the vast majority of things that a politician works on will benefit you as well. No one's going to come out and say, hey, uh, let's do a tax cut for the entirety of the United States besides gay people. <laughs> like, no one's going to do that. If there's a tax cut, it's going to benefit you. But could you, you imagine if the 1% starts becoming just gay people? Hey, like I said, they have, they have a better time at an interview. It might end up happening. <laughs> the point is, no one needs to focus on individual issues yeah. unless it's a huge discrimination like for example in Jim Crow mm-hmm. right that was a huge issue that was affecting minorities in a very unfair manner and it had to be get, get on rid of so in that sense I would imagine you would want to focus on that a little bit more yeah gay people weren't allowed to marry that's something you want to focus on a little bit more but when it comes down to individual issues like changing vocabulary and shit like like dude we got bigger fish to fry okay like your individual issues don't fucking matter your life is good if it's not great don't worry no one's is you know no one's living a fucking perfect life and if you feel a little bit of discrimination here and there then fuck you so does everyone else but puppy like i think if you were a trans woman who had like a penis and you had basically a woman's face and then you can't go into you don't have a woman's face you have a man's face with or makeup. whatever point being if I can't go into the man's bathroom because I don't feel comfortable because I don't need to go to the woman's bathroom, do you see where this kind of could be an issue? No, I mean, and we've talked about this before, and I understand that's the I understand the need for the gender-conforming bathroom, whatever. Same thing with like when you're addressing someone in a public setting and talking to them about it. Like you don't know what their personal struggles are to get accepted by society or what it has been for them to basically come to be comfortable with their self in a body. Like, they didn't have that choice, right? You you weren't born with the choice of, like, oh, by the way, can I get a dick or a fucking vagina? You kind of sound like one of those Christians. They're like, come to the fucking Christian school and I will take the demon of gay out of you. Because <laughs> it's just <No>. psychological. <laughs> the real demons are the church. <laughs> okay. They are. Okay, what was your question that you were trying to ask about this LBGQ title? What was Where was that, where was that going? It was just going there. I, I don't understand. If you want your rights, then don't fucking confuse people that don't give a shit about you. <laughs> you don't make it easy for them. <laughs> Why should I make it easy for the ignorant? <laughs> Why it's like, that well, like that? because they're the vast majority of the fucking country. They're the vast majority of the world. No one likes dudes fucking other dudes in the ass. No one likes that. And then you, <laughs> I mean, besides them. But I'm saying, if you wish to... <laughs> Look, if you went to a village in the Amazon jungle Uh where these people are absent from society for centuries, if you told them about some dudes fucking other dudes in the ass, they'll spear you. They're not going to think twice. They'll fucking murder you because it's it's not the norm and they don't care. But this concept is not something new, though. It's been around for centuries. It has been. For centuries. Even the animals have... Dude, it's, it's natural. It's, it's like it's just a natural nature. occurring thing. So I know it's a part of nature, but I'm just saying, as social systems and humans evolved, they just found it unaccepting because it didn't make any sense. But why not? You could be. Why who, doesn't it not make sense? Who you could be, whoever you want to be. If the world population okay, is like exceeding modern... every second, and if two men just want to be happy together and not produce babies for the rest of their lives, what's wrong with that? I am completely fine with it. Then what's like? Then I'm not saying I'm not speaking from my perspective. I'm speaking from the generality of human beings. Just as social structures and humans evolved, anything that was out of the norm just didn't seem accepting. 
And I know there's outliers like but the Hitler Roman said Empire. the same thing about the Jewish people, and that was just not accepting either. That's all religion. That, that's human construct after. That's not nature. But in this case that you're saying that human norm is to not accept gay people because there is no need for it anymore. That's, I didn't say there's no need for it. I said it wasn't. It, it didn't make sense. If you're if you're a caveman, uh-huh. yes, and na- biology has driven you to reproduce because uh-huh. that's the point of life. Yes, humans have evolved past that, and we've become intellectual where you don't necessarily have to have sex to find a fulfilling life. But at the most basic level, nature's goal is to reproduce, is to create life, is to continue life on Earth. That's the purpose of every animal. That's the drive of every animal. It's to survive to reproduce. But it's just the way life is. the same argument could be made that the purpose of nature is attraction, the law of attraction, just the basic simple thing. Opposites attract, alike things attract. And reprodu- opposites, opposites attract and like things attract? Yeah. So what doesn't attract? What, what doesn't, like, why does, <laughs> wait. That, okay, that will you always exist. my point, the point okay. is, that the purpose of nature is to reproduce at the end of it that's the point that's the only way you could have kids and that's the way all all animals do it and if you look at humans in the most animalistic way that's the point of humans and i'm looking at it as society evolved and yes in nature there's homosexual animals but as society evolved and civilization started to become prevalent anything that was out of the norm and remember, these are ancient men that mm-hmm. was fucking burning old ladies alive because they thought they were doing witchcraft. Okay, these are like really stupid people. You think they were fucking giving a shit if this gay guy thought he wanted to be a girl? <laughs> no, he's doing some shit that no one else is doing. This guy's a witch. This guy's a devil. This guy's a demon. But you could say the same thing about the Roman people, except every fucking Roman Empire and people on the top had like a gay guy in the bedroom no yeah i mean there's outliers that's what i said the roman society where men were looked at as more important than women which meant they had more power so it was worth having sex with someone that had equal power to you men and men women were looked down upon uh the japanese empire there was an emperor that came into place that was gay and homosexuality became prevalent because it was looked at as two equals attract man and man attract because they're, we're both powerful we're both have higher status we're both but that's exactly what i'm trying to say to you is that... so we should do each other up the ass <laughs> but the point is at the most basic level it's something that humans just didn't accept vast majority of humanity never accepted it okay buddy. i don't know what you got any questions yeah um what would you say in this 26 years of your life was like the hardest lesson you've ever learned like what's the first thing that comes to your mind of like one of the biggest fuck-ups you've ever had in your life and the lesson you learned from it the biggest fuck-up i mean the biggest fuck-up has probably been that i didn't i didn't know what to do at school early enough so then i ended up taking up too many bullshit classes and trying to experiment on what i wanted to do and then when i finally got everything on track it was like i was felt like i was falling behind and I don't know, it kind of puts you in a negative mindset uh, for a long time, uh, especially when you felt like you were a lot further ahead and then mm-hmm. you like look at the curriculum and then you're, you're like further behind than you expected. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of end up being playing catch up. But now I feel like I'm a little far behind, but you know, then you kind of just expand your library and you realize there's so many jobs that you could be doing while going to school that pay you way more without the physical labor aspect of it and dealing mm-hmm. with dickheads that you kind of put yourself in a more focused mindset and work from there so I'm a little more content than I was maybe like two three two three years ago where I just felt like fucking hell dude I'm like falling behind so would you say is that the one thing you critique yourself the hardest on to I mean before that you're young you're just not really caring mm-hmm. uh, I guess not playing beer pong in the backyard and <laughs> senior year of high school and papa coming home and then 
punching you in the face. <laughs> Baba punch you in the face because you were playing beer pong? Yeah. <laughs> was this like the middle of the afternoon or something? It was right after school. It was like an early day. And then Papa used to come home early just to make sure I wasn't playing beer pong. And I would be. You've done pretty stupid shit. Like, I mean, speaking of high school and like all the things that have happened in this house, especially living here. And being the amount of travel that we've both done and the amount of schools we've switched and stuff, did you ever think there was going to be stability in your life? I, mean, I was too young to think of that kind of shit, but I remember every day there used to be like yelling, breaking doors, <laughs> and you'd just be like, fuck. <laughs> my, name, my name's going to get called any time now, and I'm going to end up joining this fucking party that I don't even want to join. But like, what do you mean? Like me being mad? Yeah, you'd be getting your ass beat or something, and then I'd just be like, since he's angry right now, he might as well take out all his frustration, but then you'll hear my name, you know, Abu, or whatever. And then it'd be like, how come two months ago you were doing this? (laughs) Pow, right in the face. (laughs) But I guess, like, looking back now, like, because you didn't kind of answer my question, like, looking back and reflecting back on life, did you think... Or do you think now that you're actually going to f- be able to have stability in life? Like, do you think that's a thing that's going to occur in your life? Or are you always going to have this want to get up and go, kind of like our parents, or like take a risk and just leap with it? I don't think it's my personality to be taking risks and all that. I just, it's not, I'm, I'm more content with, with just the norm, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I would rather not go out of my way and risk something. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll find stability because the drive is there as long as you don't lose motivation or you don't roll down into the negative asshole of darkness. I think you can do whatever you want. Just don't listen to the haters and don't become lazy. That's true. Because there's plenty of haters. I mean, and the thing is, like, people might not realize the form haters take because nowadays everything's so social and mm-hmm. fake behind a fucking screen that haters might not even have to talk to you directly. You might not even have to come face to face with a hater. Mm -hmm. What a hater becomes is you going on Instagram or Facebook and just looking through other people's lives. Yeah. And you become your own hater. And you'll blame them. Like, you'll go on Instagram and you'll see, like, oh, shit, my homie's got a brand new fucking Mercedes AMG. (laughs) You're a hater. He's just a hater. He becomes a hater. Right? Mm-hmm. Because you already start to contradict what you're doing in your own life and how come you're not succeeding. Yeah. And even though you've succeeded so much, you start to undermine everything that you've accomplished. That you have a steady job, you got food on the plate, you don't live in Africa. All of that stuff, you it undermines you when that person didn't even say anything to you. They didn't actually have to write the YouTube comment that your fucking podcast sucks, motherfucker. <laughs> Like, I feel like that would have less of an effect on me than me seeing one of my friends having a, a McLaren. Because I would wonder, how did that happen to them? What did they do in their life? How come they got this and I don't? Yeah. And they didn't even have to say anything to you. And I think that's the worst part about social media, that it subliminally makes people worse because they become impatient. Second. Everyone's following fucking Drake, looking at him. <laughs> Getting a UPS box shipped to a strip club, opening it up, and it's $25,000 in ones. Like, you know, you look at that. Someone and did that? Drake did that. He shipped a UPS box to a strip club. It wasn't a UPS box. It was a cardboard box. <laughs> and he cracks it open, and it's ones, 25 grand in ones. And he's just spraying that shit at the strip club. And it's like, people will look, I'll look at that, and I'll think it's funny, right? I think it's like, oh, shit, this guy's fucking crazy. You know, that's hilarious. But people look at that and they'll be like, oh my God, Drake's life is so damn amazing. And that's a gay guy talking. <laughs> it's so damn amazing. I wish I was living a gay life. <laughs> so I guess going off this whole social media thing. So there's one side of social media that's kind of, or not even social media, just the internet in general, that has kind of binded people together. And it's a platform for bullshit. anyone to speak. And I'm talking about like white extremists to fucking... Al Jazeera to ISIS to you know like a blind girl in Africa that's speaking to the masses kind of shit basically I've never had so much information in our life at the tip of our fingers readily accessible ever and 
there's so much attack going on right now about, you know, what's the point of schools and what's the point of learning and what's the point of doing any of this if you can just basically a lot of people are just questioning the whole school system and saying like you know why am i paying like 80 grand a year to basically get an education when i could just do something online like what's the point of it all how do you get to judge me on my education when when you get to a job it's like i need you to have actual content to you to have knowledge or experience when that can't be taught in college so like has the internet basically boosted education or destroyed it? So, I don't want to be a pessimistic person, but I feel like the negativity and positivity of the internet, mm-hmm. it's its more towards equal, but I feel like it, it affects different parts of the world differently. So, the third world or countries that are misfortunate, the internet has helped a ton. Yeah because it's allowed their problems to be forecasted to the world mm-hmm. in real time and with personal stories like some shit happened in Bangladesh mm-hmm. where I guess they were protesting to fix roads mm-hmm. and I guess the government just <laughs> was not a fan <laughs> so they just started killing these fools <laughs> but they do that shit all the time everywhere okay so but the thing is no one would fucking know that no one would give a fuck about Bangladesh yeah. but the point is the world cares because they're posting that stuff on social media in a personable way. Mm-hmm. They're showing pictures of themselves with holes in their head. They're showing pictures of them, their friends getting their ass beat. They're showing pictures of the girl that's getting raped by the government's bodyguards. Yeah. It makes it more personal. But then you have assholes here. Fucking every girl on Instagram is taking the same exact photo of her ass wearing yoga pants. Every single one. But is wearing yoga pants marketing right what makes you more unique than the next girl that's doing the same exact pose as you who you bit off of her doing her pose and she bit off of someone else and she bit off of someone else and it's just become a whole wall of just instagram models that are not doing anything besides just instagram modeling yeah you know so you see the two contrasts of the same platform mm-hmm. americans u- utilize it in the shittiest way while the rest of the world saw it as an opportunity so it, it becomes literally 50-50. And it depends on which side you want to emphasize. You want to look at the negativity like, of it. That's what or I'm you saying. Look like, at the positivity of it. Point being is in context of education, like, has it become like the kryptonite of education or has it become like, you know, the reinforcer of it? Like, has it basically opened up gateways for people? Because, I mean, the way I see it is like, so, so something as simple as like the Moss's dad, right? When he, when Ford closed their doors down before Tesla opened, it wasn't Ford. Or Toyota, was it Toyota? Toyota and GM. And GM. When they closed their doors down, basically they gave everyone the pink slip and they were like, you know, we're gonna close down. You just, you're out of a job and that's that. And you do what you want. Here's your pension, whatever. He's been with them 35 years of his life. That's that's what he's known his life to be. You know, he's raised kids with it, raised a family with it, and then. But while he was exiting, one of the managers said to him, you know, like, if you take this course online, basically for Tesla, Tesla might hire you back and you could basically go work for them. But you just have to go learn it. So instead of going to school, you just take it online, do this whole certificate. And he did. And for a few years, he worked for Tesla, like a few, like four or five years. And then was like, I'm going to retire when it was time for him to retire, like just finish his like time. Right. If the Internet had not been there and if someone was told at that point after like 35 years of working when you're basically like in your 50s and you're like, oh, by the way, if you want a job again, you're gonna have to go back to school. I would be like, fuck that. Like, I'm not doing it. You know, like I if whatever my options are, if it's working at McDonald's, fuck it, I'll just go work at McDonald's. If I have to do that to basically up until retirement versus now when it's like things happen, you know, like in a snap of a finger, shit can go wrong for so many people and so so quick. A hurricane can just fucking blow a whole town out and then that's that. You don't have a job, you don't have anything that was stable anymore. But the internet now has allowed you to basically take certificates for like teachers to help out disabled kids for people to basically go back and get their MBA while they're doing work so they can't go to school. They could do it at like night at their own time. Whatever it is, there's so much abundance of it out there that the school system, though structure of it makes sense, that in a way you kind of question it like, does it make sense for you to? spend that kind of money to get the same education not the same but like the education that you need versus what you could get on the internet no i understand so look there's no denying the utility of the internet mm-hmm. it's amazing it is but the problem is it also it has a negative side effect in the sense that it lowers people's attention span 
So even though you might have all these tools and resources, which there's so goddamn many, mm-hmm. right? It lowers people's motivation to stick to the point. And I suffer from that too. You get on the internet and you, you're you reading something, you're reading a nice article and whatnot, and something in the article makes you reference something else. And just by leaving that page to reference something else, you start going down this spiral of tabs. Mm-hmm. And by the end of that, you're like, I'm exhausted. And you fucking take a nap. And a lot of people suffer from that. School, though, like you get an assignment from school and you start reading one thing, but then all of a sudden you see your dog come into your room and you start playing with your dog. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I have to feed my dog. And they're like, oh, I'm also hungry. Then I'm going to feed myself to like, oh, like, crap, I didn't go pick up the groceries today. So I'm going to go pick up groceries. Oh, I'm, you know, like, okay, well, you those could... are some serious issues that has nothing to do with the Internet. <laughs> but like, I'm saying like the actually, example of the Internet that you're giving can be a test to saying that. Hell if you no. Did are you serious? School. If you're reading, a, um, if there was no Internet and you're reading a book for class, out of nowhere in the middle of the fucking book you're gonna go like oh i didn't pick up groceries today no i'm gonna drive to the grocery store miles away pick up fucking groceries you're just trying to say the human mind if it could be distracted online it could be distracted elsewhere too okay but those are real things that that you have to put effort into the internet's instantaneous i'm on my phone doing that in mere seconds this is an hour that i'm investing outside of doing homework to go pick up groceries i don't think that existed as much before because it took an effort And you're going to go fucking hungry if you don't pick up some groceries. If I look something up on the internet, what's going to happen to me? It's not going to do anything. It's just going to be useless memory that I'm going to put into my brain that's going to get deleted down the line that I'm not going to hold. Back to the question. Do you think it's fair when people apply for jobs and then get shunned or turned down because of a college versus an online education? No shit. Our institutions are outdated as fuck. And they want the money. So you just think it's a money scheme by colleges at this point? Most definitely. Not saying that they don't do any benefits. Mm-hmm. So Stanford, the, the money that they charge for mm-hmm. their education is mostly allocated to running the facilities. Mm-hmm. Stanford, has a, Stanford has a hospital yeah. that's top of the line. Yeah. Stanford has a massive scientific department that's top of the line. Yeah. That does a lot of good. But why should students have to compensate for all that? Yeah. Right? That's true. If I'm going to Stanford to get an art education, which I don't know but, what dumbass would, but let's just say I would, why would I? Why do I have to pay eighty thousand dollars a year just so you could put a microchip in a football player's mouthpiece to study? What are the chances of him getting a concussion when he gets hit? Yeah. When he gets tackled by another football player, why should I have to pay into that? Yeah, and I agree because the way I see it, school should just be like, hey, I want to get certain lessons in life to basically get structured views of how a workplace works and what are going to be my ethics and stuff going forward and let's talk about like philosophies and let's talk about like world politics and things that actually matter that make you a better human being versus what you're going to end up doing at work that basically but that shit don't make any money when have you ever heard of a guy that talks about politics in the third world being well, a one saying, percenter but, the, but Pevy, who is that's, that but the thing is like you basically have these colleges or people that go to college and then get a degree in like something hella stupid and basically have ignored every other class that kind of could have helped them out to become a better human being and then they come into the real world get like a basic ass job of you know being customer service i don't know some just random bullshit and are just the most ignorant fucking people on this planet because they don't know what the fuck's going on in russia they listen to a little bit of the news and they're like oh my god guys we're getting hacked by russians and that's that without understanding what the context of any of it is we need to have people that go out of college as these full encompassing fully rounded people that have clear cognitive thoughts that can be better humans and actually contribute to society versus just being humans that get an education and then just walk out and they're like all right here we are look the thing is the people that are doing that, the people that are taking classes not to be enlightened, people that are taking classes and then going into a customer service job, they weren't smart people to begin with. They weren't people that realized their full potential and even if they did, they didn't have no motivation to utilize it, okay? So I'm not gonna consider those people in this conversation anyways. Take those fucking people's money. Take it. Take it. 
But what's to say that they can? Why do they have to be shunned for just getting an online education? No one's no no. That I think the stigma needs to go away because the way life is today, no one's got fucking time. Time is of the essence. No one has time to take a class in person and have to sit through all of that just to receive the same education you could online. But there is a little bit more prestige in you going to class mm-hmm. to showing up understanding what the professor has to say interacting with other classmates maybe getting extra details from the professor that you can't from an online class there's some prestige to that because it shows some sort of dedication learn but why can't all. that be done in like middle school and high school what's the difference in college because college is a mandatory afterhand college is a mandatory middle school elementary school high school that's mandatory by law you can't skip that if you skip that they'll fucking come find you they will. It's I know. it's law. I, I, I know. It's just the way it is. But high uh, college isn't mandatory. So if you're willing to dedicate your life to college, it shows some sense of like this person has the will to work, and I will invest my money to train this person to hire them and pay them a good wage. So in that sense, I understand the prestige of going to college over an online class. But at the same time, you don't know anyone's life. Yeah, you can't teach a human to be a good worker in college. You could teach them. Well, you them. can, but it depends on the person to take those classes. There's certain classes that should be mandatory in college, and they are. The Olympian um, trainer that just got prosecuted when the whole Me Too movement was happening clearly went to like really prestigious colleges, got like an athletic training degree and all that, had all that shit. Mm-hmm. But you can't train a person to be a good human being or a decent human being, can you? He got a job because, because free will doesn't exist. Because, but he got a job based on like his merit of credentials of colleges, right? Because he had the will to learn. He had all this like it shows his like motive and blah blah blah. But at the end of the day, he's still a fucking dick. Okay, I'm gonna think of it this way. Okay, think of it this way. Mm-hmm. When he got out of college, he was young. Mm-hmm. He was probably handsome because he's a physical trainer. He probably got all kinds of girls, right? He was content with his life. Then he got married. His wife got old, he got old, the, they probably weren't having as much sex, and now he's a physical trainer where he's hanging out with a bunch of young, fit girls. Don't get the impression that I'm fucking excusing his behavior. I know. I'm trying to give you his perspective. Mm-hmm. None of this is appropriate. Everything is f- completely fucking wrong. But this guy, now he's hanging out with a bunch of young, fit girls, and he's has to inspect them physically correct Mm -hmm. and he's in there and he's touching these girls the wrong way which some of these girls were i don't know if they're 14 i hope they were older than 14 i want to say they were 17 but i could be completely wrong the story is kind of old yeah there's too much all over in age groups point being they're young adults continue yeah it sounds grosser now that i'm fucking saying this if they were 14 but i want to assume they were 17 okay Uh which is a big difference and he's physically inspecting these girls and they're not saying shit some of them did later on but at the moment they weren't saying shit and the reason they weren't saying anything is because their fucking parents were there they're not saying anything because they have a chance at the olympics and the only reason you're gonna surpass if someone is physically assaulting you sexually assaulting you at what point do your priorities come up are you gonna let yourself be physically assaulted sexually assaulted just to be a chance at the fucking olympics are you that much of a simpleton that you're gonna let someone sexually assault you just so you can have a chance at the olympics are you serious and then like 10 5 10 years later you're gonna come out when you're a fucking grown-ass woman who's not in the olympics anymore to complain about some guy that was like, you should have been there at that moment when this guy was doing it, being like, oh, yo, dude, what? I have a bruise on my fucking shoulder, not on my vagina. And their parents are there. But the same shit happens in colleges with college teachers, with college professors, with college trainers, and all this other stuff, right? And colleges will go, like, bend their backs to basically protect them because it's the reputation of the college at line. I agree. So a student can speak up as much as they want. Some of these cases have been going on since, like, the 70s, the 80s, the fucking 90s. Yeah, for no ages. Faith in that shit. The college knows about this. Year after year, you know, they get like new people as head of colleges over and over, knowing exactly what the fuck's going on, but no one ever says anything. 
it's not about me questioning my judgment and my like morality of being like when do i basically be like oh a chance at the olympics or chance at like you know ucla's fucking pride team to getting my trainer fired that's not on me i could say whatever the fuck i want i could say 10 million times on a loudspeaker on the top of the college like campus no one gives a shit so what I'm trying to say is probably that like when you get an institution and you say like oh it shows someone's like merit it shows someone's want to learn and stuff these institutions are in place they're not mandatory but they don't create human beings that are fit for society they don't promise that at the end of the day what's what's that point what's the point there though if someone got an online degree they're not gonna be a fucking pedophile they could be a pedophile too. I'm not saying that. So it's what's not... the what's the merit behind this claim? Like, what but are you trying to make? But the thing is that colleges are upheld onto this pedestal in this day and age of the internet, where it's like everything surpasses everything, and you could find information anywhere. No, that, okay, so that's what I said. I agree with you in that sense that an online education shouldn't have that much of a stigma put upon it compared to a in-person degree but the in-person education has some merit to it because it shows your sense of dedication it shows your sense of commitment so i would take that over an online degree and in the online degree you don't necessarily know if it's based on fact because the person could just open a new tab and be cheating the entire fucking time so in that sense you have to be a little cautious about someone getting an online degree because nowadays there's a lot of online degrees and you don't even know if they're like legit you want to be able to talk to the professor in person. You want to be able to interact with your classmates, understand their perspective. Not every class could be taken online. Some classes have to be taken in person. It's just the nature of the class. I've taken online classes and there've been times where you have to do group work and you hit up other people. Hey, you want to meet up here and try to get a group? No one fucking answers. Yeah. So you just do it yourself. Self, yeah. So what's true. the point? Like I had a class, I took an online class where every week he would post a question and everyone would have to answer it and you would be inclined to look at other people's comments and they would sometimes reply to your comments and it would turn mm -hmm. into a discussion and sometimes you would look at theirs and then you would click on their profile picture and see if they were hot <laughs> so this kind of is going to segue into the next topic of what you get from behind the screen to versus what you get in front of the screen like like face to face right well, how about this save that thought and we'll continue the conversation in part two this is